Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Double Coverage Podcast. Stacy Blackwood here with Jake Thomas. Jake, how's it going today? Going good, buddy. How about you? I'm uh, doing pretty good. Just struggling a little bit with my sinuses, so I sound a little funny, but and we all, but doing pretty good. Other than that, well, we just wanted to bring another episode. Uh, a lot of things have happened since uh, we last uh, recorded. You know, uh, <clears throat> we kind of previewed the Alabama Texas A and M basketball game, and obviously the worst happened <laughs> on that with Alabama losing at home. Yeah. To uh, at that time, a winless SEC team. Mm. In conference play, so obviously that sucks. Uh, but uh, also, we got some coaching changes going on. You know, rumors are that that Steve Sarkeesian is going to be on the staff. Whether that says the offensive coordinator or the quarterbacks coach, or you know, whatever it may be, there's a lot of rumors going on about that. But uh, and you know, a lot of Alabama fans are really upset about that. And <clears throat> we just kind of wanted to give you our thoughts on. What's going on there and what's going on with the program, uh, what's going on with the basketball program, and, and whatever else comes up. Yeah, I want to start off with uh, the sharp move, if, uh, if we can start off with that. Um, I just want to point out, you know, Steve Sarkeesian was the offense coordinator for the Falcons this past year. A lot of people were like, oh, we don't need him. Look what he did at the Falcons this year. Well, hang on just a second. Let's look at the stats. Yeah, they went 7-9. to nine. But they averaged 25.9 points per game. That was 10th best in the NFL. Uh, they averaged 389 yards uh, per game. That was 6th best in the NFL. And their passing game was, uh, was you know, Matt, uh, uh, Matt Ryan, he uh, averaged 290 yards uh, per game. That was 4th best. Their running was, was kind of was off because uh, Freeman didn't play all year and played two games. And uh, that was their, their running tag. I think it was like 98 a game, and that was 27th best. But the thing about it, I've seen this, and I, can, I can't remember who I've seen it on Twitter to give him credit on, but, you know, we got to look in perspective. He, had, he was there one time, you know, one, one game for Alabama. And we at that time, Jalen Hurts wasn't known as a great thrower. And somehow he still put up 31 points against Clemson, and he got us the lead. Jalen and, and Sharkeesian got us to lead late in that game with two minutes left. Unfortunately, we all know by now two minutes is too much for uh, Deshaun Watson, and the rest is history. But, you know, it's not – I don't see it as that bad of a deal. My only issue is will he get another job next year? I, mean, I want, Like we talked about last week, I want some stability, you know, at the – you know, at – the assistants and the OCs and all that it looks like, you know, Taj Lapoy is going to be there for another another year at least. That uh, you know, there was a rumor that we was looking at a, that. Uh, oh, what's his name from uh, Washington State? Their defensive what, Washington, not Washington. Yeah, Washington. Yeah, he was down uh, looking down in Tuscaloosa for some odd reason. I don't know, but you know, my big thing is I trust the process. <laughs> I trust in Nick Saban. If he thinks it's going to be a good hire to bring bring Short back. I'm fine with it. Yeah, uh, you know, everybody is freaking out. And I'll be honest with you, my initial reaction was, oh, this kind of sucks. Yeah. But after, you know, thinking about it and and really looking at the facts, Steve, Car- Steve Sarkeesian is actually a good offensive coach. He is. Uh, you know, like he said, we put up 31 points with a limited quarterback play yeah. uh, against Clemson uh, a couple years ago. Uh, obviously, the uh, 
when in that game, I know it's hard to remember back that far, but in that game, we were going to rely on Bo Scarborough pretty heavily, yeah. and he was he was dominating that game until he got hurt. Yeah. So sixteen carries, nine to three yards. Right. Yeah. So I mean, he was dominating the game, yeah. and and then when he got out, it, it really, it really uh, took our game plan away. Yeah. And and I know you can blame that a little bit on on Steve Sarkeesian for not, but he had a week to get ready, pretty much, or two pretty weeks. Much, yeah. So, you know, that was kind of just thrown upon him at the last minute, and uh, he did what really all he could do, in, in my opinion, on that. I agree. And you know, as far as the Falcons go, I know he was he was fired, but. You know, Jake gave you the stats. He, uh, I mean, top ten NFL offense is not terrible. No, <laughs> I mean, so uh, <clears throat> excuse me. He he's not a bad coach. He he obviously knows what he's doing, and most importantly, Nick Saban knows what he's doing. If Nick Saban thinks Steve Sarkeesian is a good asset for the program, yeah. then guess what? He's a good asset for the program. Right. So, I think it's been blown out of proportion. You know, like everything else is with uh when it comes to Alabama and Nick Saban. And, you know, maybe Nick is is trying to make a move, like Jake said, that would bring some stability to the program where, you know, he's not going to leave after one year. Right. So it would be nice to, to kind of have him around for a few years and, and, and create some continuity with the players and, and with the other part of the coaching staff. And uh, But I, like I said, at first I was not too thrilled, but after really thinking about it and, and digging into things – uh, I, I like I like the hire. I think it's a good hire. I don't think it's a great hire, right. but I think it's I think it's a solid hire. And and uh, I think with the weapons that Alabama has on offense returning, uh, I could probably call plays and, and we would be all right. <laughs> yeah. And here's another thing: you got you're gonna give him Tua, who who is a prolific passer. You're gonna have Tua's little brother down there for next season, and Paul Tyson. So. You know the talent's going to be there for him if he if he decides to to stay uh, more than just one year. Um, it would would it be I'm like Stacey, would it be my first choice? No, but one thing we're also forgetting is he's a great recruiter as well. Yeah, he's he's made he made the mistake there at USC, but he's paid his dues and he's trying to get back into it and and looks like um, he's you know he's turned it around. And um, I say, you know, get, give it a chance. I mean, with, with the talent, like Stacey said, with the talent, we can go down there and call plays. Heck, I'll call plays for, for half of what they make, you know. And uh, and we still have a good team because, I mean, the talent that's going to be back on the offense side next year is going to be amazing. Right. You know, this, uh, you know, like you said, two will be back. All mm-hmm. the receivers are back. Yeah. Uh, we are losing the tight end. We mentioned that last week. And uh, Najee's be, back. Not, but Najee's back. Brian Robinson's back. Mm-hmm. And you know, speaking of Brian Robinson, he's kind of a forgotten guy. Yeah. Uh, everybody's talking about Trey Sanders, and rightfully so. Trey Sanders is a talented running back. But but Brian Robinson, every time he's played, he has been very impressive. And he has. I look forward to seeing his role increase this upcoming season. I agree. But you know, back to Sarkeesian. You know, let's not forget he was the quarterbacks coach and and. And at one point in time, the offensive coordinator for USC and, and their offensive heyday with Matt Leinart and, and all them guys. Reggie so Bush. So I mean, he's he's coached a couple Heisman Trophy winners and yep. uh, won a lot of football games, both as an assistant and as, as a head coach. So yep. he's got good experience. I mean, he's a relatively young guy still, and uh, I mean, he's only forty four years old. So wow. Uh, obviously, I think his better days are ahead of him, and, and hopefully, that's at the University of Alabama. Amen. I agree with that. But uh, moving on to kind of a 
a sour note, mm. I guess. Uh, you do, know, do we have to? <laughs> as bad as we hate to, the the Alabama basketball program. Right after we bragged on them Friday night, <sighs> how they had turned it around and and won five of the last five of the last six, lose a home game to the worst team in the SEC. Yeah, I just, I I really don't know what to say. Uh, it, it's it's so frustrating, being being an Alabama basketball fan because. I mean, I'm 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 a I'm not just a I'm not a, a fog. I'm not a football only gump. I love yeah. I love college basketball. I love Alabama basketball, um, and it's just so frustrating to win games against Kentucky and then drop games at home to an inferior opponent in Texas A&M. So it's just it's so frustrating. Obviously, conference play has just started, and it's a long season. And you can't just be Debbie Downer right now because you know they they go on the road tomorrow night uh, against Missouri yep. and got a chance to get back on the winning track and then you know a tough game obviously their toughest of the season so far on the road at Tennessee. Yeah, and of course we still got you know <clears throat> Ole Miss is now moved up in the top twenty-five. That's we got them at home. We also got the the SEC Big Twelve uh, challenge coming up. We got Baylor. Mississippi State still ranked, Auburn. I mean, there's a lot of big games coming up. We still got Florida, um, Vandy at Vandy, and we also got them at home. But, you know, I, you know, we, we've been off and on on, uh, on Avery Johnson. Yeah, he's a great recruiter, but recruiting's one aspect of the game. The other is getting your players up each and every game. And to me, it just seems like we he hasn't been able to do that this year. Yeah, the, you know? the, the guys – I don't know, and it and it starts at the top, like yeah. Jake's saying. You have to be ready to play every single game. Yeah, I mean, because in basketball, if you have an off night shooting or the other team has a hot night shooting, mm-hmm. I don't care if Alabama's playing a high school team. Mm-hmm. If if that team gets hot and you're not ready to play, they're going to beat you. Yeah, exactly. So you got to be ready to play, and you got to be ready to play for forty minutes. Alabama played well in the first half, had a double digit lead. Yeah, it was so reminiscent of the of the Georgia State game, oh. and it just, I mean, it's so frustrating. But like we said, it's a long season. Four of the next six games are against ranked opponents, so you have a <laughs> chance to make some noise. Yeah, you do. And. Uh, you know, I, we said it last Friday night, you have to win the home games. Yeah. And we've already dropped one conference home game, so you can't drop many more or you're going to finish below 500 in league play. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about it the other night. Um, yeah, LSU, they come out hot. I think they was like eight for 11, uh, three-point. You can't, you can't stop that when a team like that's firing. And in the second half, I think we scored 50 to get back, you know, make yeah. it more presentable, I should say. But – you know, we fought back in that game. It seemed like our guys had heart in the second half to get back in it. But, you know, you you just can't get a big lead like we did in that game and lose, you know. Um, I've seen somewhere that, you know, I think we've had four or five games that we've had a double-digit lead and we've only won one right. of those. I mean, it's that that's terrible. When you have a double-digit lead, you should be able to – to maintain that and and win, I mean, there's yeah, you have to close those out. Yeah, that's that's inexcusable. It's hard enough to get wins in the SEC, but you can't blow a double digit lead. Uh, it's just it's you can't let it happen. No, and Alabama's let it happen all year long, and then they go out and beat the teams that they really shouldn't beat. Yeah, it's just so frustrating to watch. You just 
And and obviously it happens all the time. Like Duke lost last night to Syracuse, and, and Syracuse is not the Syracuse of old. But you know they get beat. I mean, and it happens. But to lose to a team that hadn't won a conference game yet and is, is not one of the better teams in conference play, you gotta you gotta take care of business there, and have a chance again uh, tomorrow night. I mean, Missouri has not won a conference game yet. Yeah, they're zero and two and nine and five in conference play, but they're going to be at home. It's a night game. And they're going to be ready to get that first conference win, so they better be ready to play a 40-minute ball game. Yeah, exactly. And Alabama's a better team, and they should win the game. I mean, yeah. I, it's to me, it's you, you, you should win this game. I, I know, uh, see, ESPN's power index has Missouri with a 56.8% chance to win. But, uh, I mean, I, I think Alabama's the better team, so yeah. I think they should get the win. It's just – but. It's just so frustrating. I know I keep saying the word frustrating, but that's the only word I know how to use. It's uh, and 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 twice this year, Avery said it's been a tale of two halves. Yeah, it has. And you know he's got to get better. He's got to coach them guys for forty minutes. There's no let up. You got to put when you see that they're down, you put your foot on the throat and don't let up till the buzzer sounds. Right. So maybe they'll have a, a have a if they've had a few good days of practice and. Maybe they'll get back in the groove of things and get them a win on the road uh, Wednesday night before they head up to Knoxville on Saturday yeah. to play, in my opinion, one of, obviously in everybody's opinion, one of the top teams in, in all of college basketball, not just the SEC. Yeah, it'd be a big win to, you know, against Missouri and again go have a win to uh, going to uh, Tennessee. But my, my thing is I think we need to get Dante Hall more involved on the offensive end. I mean, the dude is huge, you know. He's <coughs> – and uh, he controls the, the pain, you know, rebounding-wise. He gets a lot of offensive rebounds. He gets a lot of putbacks. But, you know, it just seems like he – when he comes out to the baseline or out of, the, out of the the key area, he just can't make shots, you know. But I think if we, you know, give him the ball and back, back him down a little bit, he can make some dunks and, and uh, some layups for us. Um, I mean, he's got uh, – how many points he got this year? He's averaging 11, 11 a game. Yeah, so – I mean, there's a big man that um, that well, can get, get and, involved. And here, so. here's the thing to me, and I, I don't understand it. I know we got a lot of talented guys, and I know Avery wants to – but he's only averaging 25 minutes a game. Yeah. So he's he's playing a little over half the game. He needs to be playing 30-plus minutes. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't un, I don't understand Avery's rotations. I don't understand – I mean, no offense to A.J. Jr., but he don't need to be on the court. No, he don't. And he's only uh, averaging two – it says right there, two – Personal fouls again, so he's not in foul trouble. Right. You know, I mean. Yeah, he's, he's, he's averaging one and a half personal fouls a game. Yeah. So, obviously, he don't get in foul trouble very much. And it's just – it's it, it just gets so aggravating watching them and and, and not, not compete for the full game. And I, I don't know if they're not competing or if they're subconsciously checking themselves out of the game and, yeah. and, and not playing up to their abilities. But whatever it is, Avery needs to find out and he needs to fix yeah. it because that's his job. Yeah. I mean, Alabama's paying him top 15 money in the country, yeah. and we don't have a top 15 team. Yeah. And this is year five? I think so. Yeah. So it's, it's time to start seeing some results. Yeah. And and the game that we have Petty go off, we end up losing. Petty right. had 22 points the other day. Right. Petty finally shows up, hits yeah. some three-pointers, and, and nobody else shows we up. have nothing to show for it. Oh, man. So it's just it's, – it's, it's really frustrating. Uh, the best player on our team is a, is a 17-year-old freshman. Yeah, uh, he's the most consistent player on our team. I mean, let's let me just go like do his last four games: fourteen points, fifteen points, twelve points, seventeen points. Mm-hmm. So, 
and he's averaging right around 30 minutes a game, 31 minutes a game. Uh, he's a good free throw shooter, and uh, he's obviously the best or the most consistent player. I don't yeah. know that he, yeah, he probably he might be the most talented, but he's definitely the most consistent player that we have. And I think Herb Jones only had that one point though that he was in foul trouble. Right, Herb know, Jones so. in foul trouble all day. You know. There was a lot of whistles in that game, especially sure early in that game. I, yeah. There was one point in the first half where uh, Alabama had 18 fouls and Texas A&M had one. Yeah. I mean, what happened to getting some home cooking? Yeah, no kidding. I mean, that, <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I thought we had, the, we had the rest paid off. Yeah, well, I think that's just in football. <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, we, Tevin Mack, he played, he played okay the yeah. other day. He needs to have a little bit better shooting percentage. Yeah. He does. Uh, but he needs to make his free throws. He was only one of four. You know, a guard needs to make more, <sighs> more than one of four. Uh, but he struggled this season. He's 14 of 24 on the season. That's only 58%. So he's he's got to get better from the line. But he's obviously a talented scorer. And he's starting to be more consistent. You know, uh, he's, he's playing a lot better the last few games. But uh, obviously the more he, he gets, uh, I guess – in flow with the rest of the team, the better the team, the better he will be, and the better the team will be. Yeah. And going back to uh, free throws, I think the whole team itself needs to get better free throws. It seems like, you know, my thing is a free throw is a free throw. You know, you should be able to to make them. There's nobody guarding you. It's just you and in, in the ball and the goal, and you know you shouldn't be missing them. And it seems like the whole team, in key situation, misses. You know, a, a big free throw. Like in the Kentucky game the other day, you know, Petty went to the line late and had a chance for three, and he made two. of, Or did he just have two? I can't. I can't remember. But yeah, he. Uh, but he missed one. He missed a big one. It could have made it a three point game, but it was still a two point game. They put up a a three pointer to uh, to try to win, and thankfully it didn't go down. Right. Two of our top three free throw shooters mm-hmm. are big guys. Alex Reeves is number three on number two on the team at eighty three percent, and Dante Hall is seventy five percent, and he's our third best free throw shooter. Wow! So obviously you would think John Petty would be better than a seventy two percent free throw shooter. Yeah. Same thing with Dazon and, and Riley and Tevin Mack. And Herbert Jones is just atrocious from the free throw line. He's shooting forty six percent from the free Golly. throw line. He is. He, he is. It's just not been his year from the free throw line. He is twenty eight of sixty so far wow. this year. So that's obviously got to get better. Yeah. We know that he's not an offensive player, but I mean, I could go out right now and and shoot better than that. And it's that's it's just. It's just really frustrating to watch sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I can go six to ten at least. Yeah, you know. But uh, you know it's uh. Like we said, basketball season's a long season. Yeah. Got plenty of time to recover. Uh, obviously, if you win tomorrow night and then some miraculous things happen and you win at Tennessee on Saturday, you know, all awesome. things are forgiven. That's so, right, yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens and uh, yeah. kind of what goes from here and, and what happens. And we just – we hope Avery can get it turned around. We want Avery to be here for the long haul. But, you know, you get, you got to win. Yeah. And we did have one question, which we'll, we'll just uh, talk. Uh, Danny, uh, you can follow him at uh, Bama Cars Pack on Twitter. He said, you know, if you, y'all ever have guests via phone, it's not right. Told him not right now. Hopefully, sometime in the future, we'll be able to set up live and we'll be able to take phone calls. But at this point, about the only interaction we can have with y'all is through Twitter. That's why we say use, you know, the 
uh, hashtag double coverage right on your and uh, that way we can see it and you can uh, you can e- you know direct mail us you know on Twitter if you have a question uh, you know and like I said mine uh, mine is uh, JTH uh, double cover one you can get a hold of me there yeah you can uh, you can follow me and tweet at me my personal one is is Blackwood at Blackwood eighty nine. And I also run our uh, our podcast Twitter feed, and uh, it's DoubleCove underscore pod. So make sure you give all of us a follow. Uh, we do appreciate all the support. And, uh, you know, if there's anybody out there that would be interested in on, on being on the show with us when we recorded sometime, yeah. uh, that would just, just direct message our, our Twitter, uh, uh, our podcast Twitter page. Yes. And uh, – We'll try to get that set up sometime. It's it's really easy to do. So or one of us, it don't matter. We're, we're going to see it. Yeah. Know. So just uh, just like we said, interact with us. You know, use the hashtag double coverage if you remember. And uh, we just we and for, we look forward every week to doing these podcasts, and we hope y'all look forward to listening to them. And uh, we hope y'all have a good evening. See y'all.